Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Hey guys, Casey Boat here, and I am back this week on Door Bumper Clear. Today we'll hear all about the guys' time in California. We'll also cover Kyle Busch winning his 200th race, nobody completing a lap in the final round of qualifying, and slower corner entry speeds for the cup guards. Freddie, of course, will also do the truffle shuffle, and there will be much, much more discussed. Let's get started. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. Hey everybody, I am TJ Majors, and uh, we have a full show today. Joining me, Brett Griffin, Spotter, Clint Boyer, I got Matt Snyder again in trucks in Martinsville, our uh, third wheel. Yeah. <laughs> Spare tire. <laughs> he has a, a very key moment in the show today. Yeah, the moment we've all been waiting for. That's what you want to call it. <laughs> uh, Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Garrett Smithley, and Spencer Boyd. This I met Garrett Smithley for the first time on Saturday, man. He's a nice kid. His dad's a badass. His dad was flying that plane for the Xfinity flyover. Yeah, I met that guy, too. Yeah. He has, uh, had some chick with him named Keely. That's my middle child's name. Yeah. And Keely was pretty wild so i'm kind of worried because <laughs> my middle child's got i think every middle child is wild Might be. like i don't know many families with the exception of hermie sadler he may be the only exception that he wasn't like a middle child one of three and just completely butt wild everybody else that i know that's a middle child is they're a mess my sister my brother she's not a mess but she's just She's wild. Living life right now. That's what's up. Would John, would John be the middle child? We got four. He's the second one. Is that, yeah, is that, he's, he's he that qualified for middle. Yeah. He's is that definitely. the soccer player? <laughs> that is the soccer player. <laughs> she's moving to Sweden. Oh, no. Sweden? Yeah, she's playing soccer. Casey's birthday week this yeah, week. birthday week. Not day. When is your birthday week? I technically started celebrating it last Thursday. I went to California for fun. When is your birthday? Friday. It's this coming this Friday. Friday. And you started over a week ago. I mean, you're, you're going to have over a week of birthday celebrating. I'm just asking. Menopause is rapidly approaching. <laughs> what are we doing about babies? Are you having hot flashes yet? <laughs> no, I'd Happy like to birthday, have kids Casey. hot flashes. <laughs> you guys are giving me so much to look forward to. Wait a minute. What? You having a baby? No. <laughs> <laughs> every week. That is literally how the show starts every week. It's, so are you pregnant yet? I can't wait to meet Amana. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a motorboat. <laughs> what a great name you guys came up with while I was gone. I think that was all TJ. <laughs> that was TJ. I like Amana. Yeah, me too. That sounds uh, sounds like Spanish or something. Kind of. French. Moana. Something French. Maybe it's more French. Amana. Italian. Italian? Maybe a mix of everything. It's yeah. fine. That sounds like sure. TJ. That, that will be on our yeah, list of names to consider. Yeah. Don't worry. Uh, please. Be on the top. That, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so what'd you do in L.A. all weekend? Um, went to the Walk of Fame and the Wax Museum. We mm. ate at a steakhouse in Beverly Hills. Wait, 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 wait. Why do people go to Wax Museums? I don't know. It was actually like, some of them were creepy, but it was pretty cool. But well, why did you actually go? To meet the celebrities. Duh. Of course. Well, yeah. Because people were like, at that one time, were screaming at Trump's. Like, he was going to hear them. Like, <gasps> oh, you like that's kind of funny. can't hear you, bud. It's Honestly, wax. I think it was because we were at the Walk of Fame. We wanted to go just to see it. I used to live there, so I kind of like knew the area a little bit. And 
we <coughs> walked over to the Walk of Fame and then realized that it was just the Walk drive. of Fame. You didn't drive over the Walk of Fame? You walked over. It'd be mm. illegal, I believe. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Is I that mean, where all the gold stars are? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. TJ, would you go into a wax museum and actually have to pay for it? <laughs> I don't think I would go to the wax museum. It was a combo. We did three. We did the world oh. record. Oh, wow. We did. Yeah. A menage. Wait a minute. <laughs> menage. <laughs> I don't know. That's what she said. Hey, she said it. I don't know what I said, but okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, So what did that. you do that was actually fun? Because that all sounds yeah. really boring. We went boring. to a steakhouse. That was really fun. Who was we? Um, Chad came with me. Oh, and then cute. Christopher Bell and his fiance oh, Morgan. Oh, that's cute, too. Yes, they're good friends of ours. So you guys are double dating and stuff. It was fun. I used to live in LA, and I'm so glad I don't live there now. Now that they've legalized, I don't know how anybody lives anywhere near LA. It was awful. It's rush hour, twenty four seven. Everybody lives in Southern California. But hey, at least it was windy this weekend, and you could actually see the mountains because it blew all the smog out. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if this. I'm allowed to say this, so Jason cut this out. They legalized marijuana. Well, so. Everywhere you everywhere you go, people are just smoking on the street. Roll, like there was a guy rolling a joint, and then four hundred feet down, there was a cop just chilling. What's wrong with that? If it's legal, yeah, it's legal. I mean, it was not the same. Not cutting it out. TJ said I can't cut it out. Okay, nope. Not cutting the it out. The shows are live now. The show's gonna be two hours long now. <laughs> What's wrong with it? I just I, don't I know, know it's it, weird. It but wasn't it's... clean. Like it wasn't like. Nah. It wasn't good marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good marijuana. <laughs> it was just, I don't know, the place yeah. looked like a mess. It wasn't that great. But right. LA is nice. Anyways, uh, hmm. how was California? Um, I just had the cup car this weekend. We didn't uh, have a lot of speed on Friday, but we got it straight for qualifying and raced pretty hard on Sunday and ended up second. Brett's day was I super flew 14 exciting. hours round trip, sat out there for three days, ran 10 laps and blew up. It was awesome. And when he blew up, he still drove by my car. So I passed the 43. We passed the 17 about 10 times. We passed Paul Menard and Clint's there. Everyone he passed. Tell these guys they need to get up on the wheel. I'm only on seven cylinders back here. I said, he, we don't stand anywhere near each other at that place. And I'm like, I can't wait to see Brett and just say, I don't want to hear about your day because even on seven cylinders, you passed me four <gasps> times. <laughs> But I, I will say it took it forever to finally. Dude, do you know? I mean, you, y'all know what it's like. So if, as a spotter, when you hear the driver say, <laughs> I just lost a cylinder, your interest level goes from 10 to zero. So for the next 100 laps, we didn't blow up until after the end of the second stage. So for over 110 laps, we're literally riding around on seven cylinders. <laughs> I mean, it sounds bad. It looks bad. Restarts are horrible because you can't go. Pit stops are horrible. You can't get out of your pit box. You can't leave pit road. Man, it's just like, just, just. And, and at that point, you're like, well, there's only 75 laps to go. I hope we finish now. And then, of course, you blow up. <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing good about riding around off the pace. It's not fun. No. Especially at a place like that where it's, yeah, it's so big, wide open. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, anything else we want to BS about? Let's dive. Dive? Okay. Mm-hmm. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Spot Spot on, you like it. Spot off, you don't like it. And you say why either way. First topic. Nobody completes a time lap in the final round of cup qualifying at Fontana. How about our guest of honor, Freddie? I mean... I think we're all going to be on the same page of this. It's obviously spot off. We kind of said it on the show, called it kind of when this package came out. We actually talked to the officials about it last year and said, this is going to turn into what truck qualifying used to be. And it was just everybody sits. You can't, you're the first guy off is at such a disadvantage that you just cannot be that guy. You're going to be last in that, in that round. So you just sit there and wait and wait and wait. And they leave with just enough time to go. Then they start jockeying around on the apron again, and you don't make it back. So... I mean, it's obviously spot off. We have to figure something out. I don't know. I think the only answer is going to end up being single car qualifying. But, I mean, I'm sure they're going to play with some other ideas. But, I mean, that was pretty embarrassing. Um, You never want to go around with nobody getting a lap in. Uh, You know, you don't want to be the – you obviously can't be the first guy out. You're not going to lead the field. You're not going to pull everybody in the draft. Um, But I I don't know. Is there – what if – you know, if you don't take a lap in final round, any cars that don't take a lap, what if you, you know, revert them to the previous round? You know what I mean? Like if six cars don't take a lap, 
So you're basically um, saying put him to the back. You move the 13th place guy moves up every time a guy doesn't take a lap, and you put them at the end of the back of that group. What do you think about that? Uh, I'm spot off on. I'm sorry. I'm spot on on this whole thing because, as Freddie said, we told them this was going to happen. Crew chiefs told them this was going to happen. Drivers told them this was going to happen. Guess what? It happened. I can't believe people in our sport, including competitors, including the media, are saying this is on the teams and drivers. All these people growing up must have been in the glee club because they never competed in a <laughs> thing. Here's the reality. If there are 12 people out there and the first guy to go is at a disadvantage, guess what? He's not going to go. So why would I put myself and my team and my sponsors at a disadvantage? I'm trying to work the system. So we had guys acting like they were leaving. We had guys five wide at the end of pit road. We had a complete cluster in terms of a qualifying session going on. But for you people who are so damn ignorant and not realize why the first guy never went, and on top of that, it was Austin Dillon who was the fastest in the round before. So once he heard 47 seconds are left, then he completely 100% knew he was already on the pole, so he's going to hold up the whole field. This was a, a, a something that we all saw coming. To be quite honest with you, the round prior, everybody made it by with three seconds to go because some of those guys you know, just gambled and went because they thought they'd be fast enough in the front. Kurt Busch went out by himself, thought he'd be fine, <laughs> yeah. sits on the pole. One minute to go in qualifying, he goes from first to 21st because he went out first. By himself. By himself. Doesn't matter yeah. if he's by I himself, mean, he's still first. There was three or four guys that I talked to on Sunday after Saturday after qualifying that said their team said, we are not leaving first. We will take – if we would rather not make a lap than go out there first. I mean, Clint's sitting there ninth from the previous session. If you go first, guess where you're qualifying? Twelfth. Twelfth. <laughs> Like, I can't imagine some of the people that are so ignorant as to how competition works and how you would never put your competitor at an advantage. And that's what you're doing when you leave first. Yeah. Gets I like, on my nerves. Well, I like group qualifying, though. It's entertaining. I mean, I don't mind, like, when we have normal group qualifying. But how that's many just people are watching on TV? That's what I want to know. 300,000? 400,000? How many people are watching in the stands? 5,000? It, it, we're making a mockery of our sport yeah. by trying to entertain a really small number of people. The story on Friday... Two Fridays ago at Vegas, it was, well, these two guys that sat on the pole got kicked out. So the third place guy's the fastest car now. He's he's the pole sitter. This week, it's all this crap. Do you really want this to be your storyline leading into the race every single weekend? I had multiple people tweet at me after qualifying that, you know, they're just comments where I can't believe I sat around all day and, and that's what happened. You know, I sat so, around all day waiting for that. Somebody in the PR department needs to walk down to the operations door and knock and go, hey, you guys are making our job jobs hell. Like, stop. Do, fix it. I don't know, man. We're hearing all kinds of things are coming. Obviously, Scott Miller stood up and said tweaks are coming. I don't know what a tweak is. It doesn't sound like anything big. We're hearing everything from group qualifying to who knows what. You I know? mean, not making a lap was almost the – non-factor story because there was a lot of stuff that went wrong during that qualifying session yeah. a whole lot of stuff went does that wrong. come up anywhere else in here yeah we can we can talk about it now or we can rant about well, it i'm what just you saying do? i mean there was a lot more than just nobody making a lap wrong with that qualifying we had guys when talk they, about round one yeah, let's yeah that's round what one. i'm saying you roll out <laughs> for round one you you're supposed to um go out there make two lanes on the inside and outside and if you want to go you drive your car through the middle at pit road speed. You enter the racetrack and run your lap. So, um, I mean, I, it got worse at the end there. But round one was... Round one was we all left, and the majority of us had taken the green. So we're on our time lap. Clint's, in his instance, he was in turn three. The yellow came out for the nine spinning down the backstretch. When the yellow comes out, our fields are supposed to be frozen, and we're not allowed to complete a timed lap. So what happens is if you do complete a time lap, your time is disallowed. So I told Clint, yellow's out, field's frozen, our lap's not going to count, hit pit road, don't slide your tires, and don't speed. So we do that. Guess what happens to everybody behind us? Us and Harvick were the only two around us that I saw actually follow the rules and Bubba Wallace. So, so basically the guys with good spotters and drivers who know the rules, we all followed them. Well, NASCAR didn't press the button or the button didn't work. So now they don't know who who passed cross – I can't talk. I'm so mad. <laughs> they don't know who passed start-finish after the caution came out. So they just let everybody's time – be allowed. Well, now I'm at a disadvantage. Freddie's at a disadvantage. Harvick's at a disadvantage because we have two more laps on our tires than everybody else. So in that situation, it would have taken some time to go in and made it right. What do we do? We're going on around two, everybody. Here we go. Well, what we should have done is just put four tires on. Like, like, like Chase. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Chase, man, I don't know. <laughs> you know, this guy wrecks in qualifying and gets four brand new tires. 
So I think the rule, I, I didn't know this rule until last year because uh, Derek Krause that I work with on sometimes, he spun out coming to green at Phoenix off of four coming and you to green. can do that. So he spun out, he came back in, and I'm like, they can't put tires on. They said, no, if you haven't taken the green flag yet, you, you, get, you get a set of tires, you can put them on. Well, Chase was in the middle of his money he lap, took, <laughs> taking the green, yes. spun out, and ah, let's bolt four more on there and let him go back out there. And he ended up in the top ten, didn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I wasn't. It. Yeah, I don't see how that happens. But then, I mean, we talked about on the show, and I'm not saying this is all a David Hoot scenario, but we talked about race control and and the ability to be on top of these things, and that's it. They were they weren't on top of anything. Yeah. Well, then we get to round two, and uh, round two went fairly smooth round round two basically was foreshadowing to round three yeah. because we all barely made it back it was three yeah. seconds left when i crossed the line to, to for my time to count were you behind me i was like second from the end were you in front of me behind i think i was right in front of you yeah it was yeah. close yeah we were real close because we were doing this yeah. mickey mouse crap where yeah. nobody wants to go yeah well just wait till this week because this week's gonna you're gonna be looking like phoenix here you might see a couple guys fist fighting on pit road well and here's I mean, the thing about martinsville what what freddie's talking about Ten minutes. is We've got 10 minutes. We've got 40 cars. It takes us about four laps to five laps to really get heat in our tires to be able to lay down a lap. So uh, certainly not the cluster. We're not dependent on the car in front of us at Martinsville like we were at Fontana. So we won't see that problem. Just for us, though, I, I think as a spotter, this is going to be intense. It's going to be exciting. It's going to What happened at Phoenix with those guys getting in each other's way, it, it's going to happen this weekend. And the problem this weekend is going to be guys are going to roll their guys, and they're not going to tell their guys to get out of the way in time. You know, most I'd say majority of the drivers get it. They know when they go out, it's going to take them at least a lap and a couple laps to get rolling really good. There's going to be somebody that's already on his third or fourth lap. You're going to have to slow yourself on the straightaways to get out of the way and hope you get that back from him when you know when he's done. Or he might run an extra lap and maybe maybe runs a little slower. I mean, we've got new spotters up there too that have never done this. You know, yeah. I, I, I mean, a good friend of mine Martin's named Joey. Is tough. Uh, Joey, that, that's uh, brothers of our buddy Doug. He was doing the 27 car. Like you put that kid on the roof at Martinsville, not understanding that it's going to take three laps to get rolling and pull him up in front yeah. of a fast car. Holy tempers flaring yeah. Uh, yeah. on the roof and on, and on the track. <laughs> like uh, so, so when you're a new guy, man, like you, you really need to go around and, and ask questions to the older guys. And here's the thing: we don't reach out to younger guys. If you want help, come ask. I've yeah. had Brandon Lyons come up to me several times this year asking me about procedures. I tell him what's up. But I'm not going to go down there and say, hey, Brandon, how are you today, man? You need some help with anything? Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> when, yeah. did, when did they say that they were talking about making changes for? Like, what's the time? Did they give a timeline yet? No, I don't think oh. they gave a time. They just said changes are coming, basically. But Texas, it's got to come by Texas. Yeah. 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 But third, like, third round, that's where, obviously, where it all went really bad. But there was things like, I was in a lane on the outside, and there was guys parked in the middle you know that that were shouldn't have been there. Some of them, how like, many times did they tell the guys in the middle to move? That's what I don't get. Like three, but then they never move. So that okay, so you're letting them because we're there. all stuck. I was in the middle. Yeah. And I couldn't go anywhere. Okay, I'm five wide in the middle in the back. Let me clear the middle for you. Guys. I just don't understand. You, you have so that round is what five minutes the last one. So you're sitting there just saying, all right, you know, whoever, just the twenty two. I'm not. I'm not saying you were there, but yeah, twenty two. You got to roll. Twenty two. You got to roll. Yeah, that's twenty two. You got to roll. They used to do they, that. That's all they do. They don't do nothing about it. They just keep saying twenty two. You got to roll, and he yeah. don't roll, and then all right, fourteen, all right, get, out fourteen <laughs> get out of the middle. Fourteen get out of the middle. Fourteen get out of the middle. Yeah, but you couldn't you couldn't move because you had cars the whole way around yeah. you. Why I'm, didn't Clint just go? Well, he he couldn't go, bud. I was screaming fifty seconds. We don't leave now. We're screwed. We're, I don't know how stuck. they don't just say the guy. If you go to the middle, you're basically committing to going. Yeah, I mean that's how they've made that's it. That's what sound. it used to be. So, and if you, you go to the middle and you're trying to jump the line a little bit and you don't get a spot. But did you see those guys jump the middle in the back and then drive to the front and get back over to the side? And like everybody's like, oh, oh yeah. we're going or we're not going. Like, yeah. I mean, we are, we're almost wrecking on pit road, hitting each other in the ass, trying to figure out who's going. The, the, I can't remember who was behind me, but they almost smoked me. I just don't understand what the difference is between the truck series and the cup series to where they've seen this in the truck series and go, oh, this is no good. Anybody of these big tracks, we got to go yeah. single car. Well, cup series, it's. Well, we're going to keep working on it, try to find something different. Do you think it's TV literally pressing for this 30-minute broadcast versus an hour and a half? I mean, I assume that's why they're trying to cut the time out, yeah. Well, it, I mean, as somebody who watches it, I feel like it gets a little boring. But here's know? the thing. Not, I mean, so? That's what yeah. qualifying is. Didn't they? Well, eh, I don't know. I mean, because they have a ton, a ton of time with race hub. Do a pill draw. 
do two heat races, run them 15 laps each. That was the consensus on Twitter with. was heat just, races. Yeah. Just get it over with. I yeah. just run three heat races, uh, 10-ish cars each. But we ran them heat races and them Xfinity races, well, and they were but terrible. That, but the problem with that, though, Freddie, is we ran the heat races as part of the race. It counted toward yeah. the allotted laps. We were still yeah. qualifying to set the cars the fastest to the slowest. So guess what's going to happen when you take the green? Nobody's going to wreck in a heat race and lose their chance to get points. So go if you're going to do heat races, do a pill draw, do 10 laps, First race is for the bottom, second race is for the top. See ya. I think the only way that works is if you pay some kind of points. You'd have to pay. I don't care like what passing they do. Points this, no, not like passing points. I'm just saying, like, the winner of the heat race gets five points. You know, five, four, three, two, one. Just the way it gives – you have to some kind of incentive to race because if not, you're just going to ride around and try not to tear your stuff up. It's uh, – and, I mean, that's the thing. People are like, oh, all we're doing is qualifying for a pit stall. No, you're not. Stage one, those points come off of qualifying. If you don't qualify well, it's very, very rare this this year, with the exception of some Penske cars that I've seen make a lot of passes in that first stage. If you don't qualify well, you don't get stage points. So whoever these idiots are that are saying that, they don't pay attention either. All right, we better move on. <laughs> we can talk about this I'm sorry. I'm tired of reading this dumb <laughs> God, it's driving me nuts. Uh, Sucky <laughs> one. Dell Jr. called me soft right before the show started, too. <laughs> well, you fired up. Wrong. He might have got me fired up. <laughs> can't believe you agreed with that guy. Yeah, can't believe he called me soft. <laughs> You're changing on me, he said. It happens. <laughs> Cup corner entry speeds down over 25 miles per hour from a year ago. Spot on, spot off, TJ, since Brett talks a lot. I mean, uh, <laughs> sorry. we don't have to go fast to put on a good show. I, I'm, I realize the Xfinity cars were going faster, but... We don't have to go fast to put on a good show. I don't really. They should have put that thing in the middle of the corner or something. Um, it used to be exciting to see it and see 200-something going into the corner. But, you know, that with this package, I mean, it's just how it is. I mean, I don't. I really don't care if we're doing 170 or 199. It doesn't matter to me. What's more heroic, seeing that, that little radar thing say 208 or saying 180? And then when the Xfinity cars come out, seeing 192. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not cool looking or whatever. It's heroic. I mean, if you want to trim out a car and is NFL more exciting because the players are faster, or is it? I mean, I would rather go see an MLB game where the pitcher's throwing 101 miles an hour versus a high school game where the guy's throwing 75. I think speed's relevant in competition. I mean, to me, I don't. I don't care if we're going fast or slow. To me, the racing looked probably. You probably couldn't tell on TV whether we were doing 200. Or we were doing 175. I don't think you could probably see the difference. I don't on think that. we can, but I mean, if we went around and truthfully asked the drivers, Freddie, would you rather go 208 on the entry or would you rather go 170? Well, what do you think they all well, say? Well, the drivers would say 208. Some of the guys out there would say 170. Yeah. But yeah. like, and I think you just said something that brings up a good point. Like, you can't tell the difference on TV. And I think that's one of our major issues with this sport is you, there's, you cannot tell the speed aspect watching a race on television. They have a hard like, time monetizing like, that. I don't yeah. I don't you know I don't know I don't know what the answer is. I'm no television producer, but like you cannot tell how fast we're going on television. You can't even tell how fast you're going from the roof sometimes. Yeah. If you go from the roof down along to the fence, once you get down here like yeah. these guys are digging. I thought I I made a comment on the radio that I said, man, they need to unplug that thing down there cuz it looks pretty dumb when the when our B series is going 12 miles an hour faster than us into turn 1. The feeder series <laughs> is going 12 miles an hour faster than your elite drivers. That's confusing. I I don't know, man. I mean, for me, that's confusing. As somebody who watched both races on TV, it didn't make a difference. Except yeah, for when the broadcasters were talking about it. the damn thing down. You, we're we're talking about the radar it. thingy. <laughs> yeah. Un- yeah. Unplug it. Who cares? Yeah. Or jack it up. It's a, it's a billboard. Just, yeah, just it change it to read two it to ten. So Clint yeah. had an idea. He said, let's do it in kilometers instead of miles <laughs> yeah. per hour. Kilometers per hour. Give him a big number. Just change it. I don't just, care just, if we go 180 or no. 210. If the race is if good, that thing's I don't not care. down there, you don't have any idea how fast they're going no. in the turn I, one. I mean, I didn't look at that thing we were, when we were on restarts. I can tell you that much. <laughs> uh, five wide salute during pace laps on Sunday. I will say that the visual of the five wide salute looked exactly what pit road looked like during qualifying. <laughs> <laughs> Basically the same thing. I am not against a three wide start at a track like Fontana or Michigan or something like that where it's wide, something I, I'm I'm not against it. No. I mean we're three wide for ten rows after the start finish line anyway. I so. think it'd be interesting. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting. But it I will say this, when I read about it and <laughs> when I read about it and thought about it, I was like, man, we this is gonna be such a cluster getting our guys lined up. Five wides. Yeah. You know, and 
it actually went really smooth and it looked cool for a lap. So yeah. what, what what were we doing? I mean, saluting salute the, fans. To the fans. It's in. But, but is that is that like so this week we're not going to salute them at Martinsville? Yeah. No. Well, no. I don't think they, you can say it five wide. <laughs> they were saluting us after qualifying. <laughs> yeah, they did. They were. <laughs> I will say when they did it though, I, I you could see the fans were cheering. It oh, looked yeah. awesome. That, I, I, mean, I, I mean, we're I just to come. To I think you're just trying to say what's the difference between California and yeah. anywhere else? Why we don't uh, do I mean, something for the fans before the race? Well, I feel like every track sure has a method of trying to be different. I'm just saying somewhere else. Yeah, and this was their method of training. I different. thought it was awesome. I, yeah, yeah. I thought it looked cool. I thought it looked cool. Yeah, I thought the drivers, uh, spotters did a good job. I of thought coordinating the, guys, it. the guys in the very back did a great job of closing it up, making Jeez. it three wide on that back row. So I was impressed for like if you're a dirt racer, you're used to doing well, well, a lot, and they it did up. it pretty well. Who? Who you think? I don't know. Who's been screwing everything up lately? Tell me. Thirty-four. <laughs> Michael McDowell. <laughs> poor guy. He was supposed to be like outside next to me, and he was bottom next row on the bottom. I said, damn it. Here we go again with the 34. He's not there to help you, Freddie. What's that? <laughs> oh. Well, I'm try- I hope he's there to help himself. I'll tell you what was cool <laughs> yesterday that I did see. If those guys got tandem on the front stretch, oh, they yeah. would mow you down from seven car lengths back. Like, they'd be running all over you yeah. getting into one. Like, for me, that was a cool part of this package, but I don't know that that doesn't point to give us more horsepower. It tells us something because the run was there once you guys got hooked up together. You know what I mean? But when you were just out there, it was like, bah. I'm not so sure it's not the opposite, though. The runs came late. I, I don't know if you – like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not so sure it's not the opposite still because – Maybe we got too much drag. We know we got too much downforce. Maybe we got too much drag. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't either. How much down? I asked our engineers this question: Like, how much downforce do we truly lose when we get behind another car? And they're all like, uh, <laughs> half. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. Well, half it's not only that; it's not even right behind now with the with this package too. The the wakes are wider. Turbulence, yeah, yeah. So you can't just you can't really get in the guy's door because the wake's so bad still right there. You yeah. know. Um, anyway, I did see this though. Jeff Gluck kind of said, man, I thought this package was going to be more entertaining than it was. What I, what I think Jeff needs to realize is the test that he saw in Phoenix uh, or in Vegas that we were all at, man, it was pretty cool other than that last run. And when that last run happened, we got spread out really quick. Everywhere we've run this package so far this year, it's been over 75 degrees, which puts your track temp closer to 90. So when it's hot, it's oily, it's slick. Uh, you know, when we get to a Texas night race, Kentucky night race, I don't know when we're running at night, to be honest with you. I hadn't looked ahead that far. But I think the dynamic of this vehicle changes at night. We talked about it after that Vegas test. We were both there. And, uh, you know, Gluck's like going nuts because they were – I mean, they were packed up for that first day. But a lot of that was manipulated by the guys in the pack. You know, yeah. Kyle and Brad started in the back every time. Guys yeah. that got to the lead got out and went back into the pack. Like once Brad decided on the second day, yeah. hey, I'm going to see if I can just lead this whole thing. We got strung out. We like, did. You yeah. know, so I think, you know, that, that big pack that he may have been expecting was kind of manipulated by the guys just trying to see where their car did in different spots in that pack. Well, and the leaders at the test want to get in the back to see what their car's doing in dirty air. So yeah. they're relinquishing the lead. Nobody's taking the lead from them. I, I think we're you. on the right track of getting – the cars are closer together. I mean, I feel like they're still closer a little – I mean, somewhat. Not mine. Mine's not close. Well, <laughs> I think we're on the right track. I got track. passed by we a guy just... with four cylinders this week. <laughs> We need to make it. We need to make it where where Brett follows me down to the corner, and he's not at a huge disadvantage. Still, yeah. he needs to be able to carry that run. Still, when when we figure out how to get the car behind to still carry the run on the corner a little bit, it's going to be interesting. You know what I mean? Like like you said, tandem. If the guy behind you can stay closer to you through the corner, when you get to that straightaway, you're going to fly. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like we're on the right track for that type of stuff, but um, I don't know. I, I'm, I like it. <laughs> I guess you do. <laughs> what, do you finish worse than third yet? I, I mean, mean <laughs> the, eight, the 18 and Penske are in a whole different zip code right now. Next topic, Lugano and Keselowski's battle lets Kyle Busch catch up and make a pass for the win. How about TJ? <laughs> Predictable answer. <laughs> TJ, you give this one away? No, it was so... Um, I mean, Kyle was super fast all day. He uh, he was he was better. He had a faster car. Um, he obviously had a little problem there with speeding on pit road. I think it was, and we uh, again again we I didn't think we were going to be able to to battle Brad as hard as we were, and we were having a pretty good race with Brad. But once once Kyle got to us, we were single file. Kyle got that big run off of four and just got carried it with Brad. Got to, next to Brad's door, side drafted him. And then shot to the bottom and was able to clear us. So there's not really uh, 
everything timed out just perfectly for him. I'm not saying we can't not race. You know what I mean? If we got a chance to get out front, you're going to take it. I would take my chances out front still with Kyle behind us, even though he was a little bit better. Um, you know, I feel like we could have raced him, but we had raced him earlier and he was able to get us and drive away a little bit. So I, I don't, you, you have to race at that point. It's the end of the race. So I don't know. It, it was a good race with Brad, good race with Kyle. And uh, we ended up second. Yeah. I was surprised he got cleared. You know, I see, I, I was kind of straight away back after we blew our fender off. And I was so too. I was watching, and uh, yeah, he dove to the bottom. I'm like, well, there's no way he's gonna get clear off a of two. And he, I mean, he just barely did. When he, he pulled did. that move off, I was like, okay, all right, <laughs> that's the end of that. Okay, yeah, well, <laughs> see if we can get a run on him. <laughs> Over the past few weeks, we've been playing a best of DBC moment during our break. Enjoy this moment from episode 119, the story about Martinville's Martinsville's Dutch Inn. <laughs> you say it the Dutch. <laughs> The what? <laughs> the, the, the Dutch Inn, man. When, when I the first Dutch got Inn. into racing in 1999, the Dutch Inn was as fun as any place we went on tour. Mm. And I'm talking out of everywhere that we went. You rolled in the Dutch Inn on Thursday night, and it was karaoke night, and there were pit lizards and waffle bellies <laughs> galore. It was awesome. I got in there. Like, there was cigarette smoke because oh, it was yeah. legal back then. You'd leave with lung cancer. I think my first year there was probably 2000. Four, maybe three or four. Sterling Marlin in there. Oh yeah, it was. That was like the prime. Like it was in its prime back then. Like <laughs> yeah, it it was. That's everybody went there. That's where you went, and uh, it was had everything. Like he said, it, it had a mixture of, and it might still. It's been years since I've been there. Yeah, I don't. I don't go to those. I don't frequent those places. Anymore. I don't frequent them places much at all. Freddie. I've been to the Dutch. Yeah, have you ever had the Dutch flu? <laughs> I've had the Dutch flu once or ten times. Uh, we used to, when the modified race is there, it was not on the cup weekend, so the modified guys were the same way. Everybody would be at the Dutch. Oh, race. I'm sure. I got like, a, it was a place for people that it, that were in racing to go and get together and not be at the racetrack and, and let loose a little bit. So we were uh, modified racing. I, I'm sure some a lot of people are familiar with Richie Evans, the Hall of Famer. So unfortunately, he passed away in like 1986 at a wreck at Martinsville, actually. And his son, Richie Jr., is a good friend of mine. So we're in the Dutch one, one year, and he just walks up and knocks this guy out. Guy's sitting at the bar, hasn't said a word to him, nothing. So I get outside. I said, Richie, what in the hell was that? He said, well, my dad got thrown out of here. I was getting thrown out of here. Now we can go home. <laughs> I said, well, that's about the Dutch wrapped up in one story for you. <laughs> wow. It's a shame that place burnt down. Because after it burnt down, oh, it was never yeah. the same when they yeah. rebuilt it. They changed the whole dynamic of it. They tried to make it better. How did it burn Reminds down? Reminds me of Bristol. Cigarette? <laughs> Just make it better. Somebody drop cigarette. Best thing going, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they would do karaoke night on Thursday night, and then Friday, Saturday night was just fun. <laughs> miss, miss the good old days. The Dutch flu. The Dutch. Yeah. Sounds great. The Listen up. When you're done listening to Door Bumper Clear, go listen and subscribe to my podcast, The Dale Jeter Download. This week, Dad's old crew chief, Kirk Shelmerty, joins the show. We talk about Kyle Bush's 200th win and some super strange injury stories. Plus, catch us on TV Tuesday, 5 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. The Dale Jr. Download, available on major podcasts. The Dale Jr. Download. Dirty Mo. And we are back. We'll head into fast lane. I'll give these guys three topics pertaining to racing and one that is off the wall. They'll have 30 seconds to respond to each. First question. Now that Kyle Busch has won his 200th race, do you think he'll he'll reach seven championships? If not, how many titles will he win? TJ. No. Next. Yay. You got to say how many he'll win. Uh, Two. I agree. I agree. No, I, I think he should, he need to have more by now. I'll, I'll give him. Uh, I'll give him four. Oh my gosh, four's a lot. No I kidding, man. You see this package we're running now? Damn. He uh, <laughs> he he tends to, to do well. I think uh, there's no way he wins seven. I mean, the kid's what low thirties, probably 33, 34 years old. It's hard to believe that uh, Rick Hendrick let this guy go. Um, and then he go on to accomplish what he's accomplished. I mean, he's obviously had a heck of a run at, at JGR, but I don't know, man. I, I, I would have thought that he would have won more than one championship by now. By now yeah. You know what I mean? As, as good as he was. If he was mentally what Jimmy Johnson is, he probably would already have four. Uh, but Jimmy Johnson's a special guy. I, I, could, I could see Kyle getting 
two, maybe three. And, so? and don't, don't forget the year he won the championship was, uh, didn't he get the pass? Yeah, he missed 11 races. Yeah, that's yeah. why he broke his leg. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's kind of odd circumstances, too. I agree. Do you think the format now, the, the new playoff format, has something to do with it? I think it favors him, to be honest with you, if he's in that race. Especially with this pass. I'm telling you right now, like, obviously, well, you guys are going to favor better. him because if that format didn't exist, he wouldn't have been running for a championship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, you can't miss 11 races and make that up in points the old school way. The old school way, we used to know who was going to race for the champ. We almost knew who the champion was in Phoenix. Wait, yeah, usually. Yeah. So, you know, this, this new... I like the format. It's 100% pressure-packed, you know, and probably exciting for the fans. Um, but... You know, I, it definitely has its advantages to, you know. I just think, that, I mean, if now if we get away from this package, maybe I'd say less, but I think this package favors him more than any other guy out there. 100%. We're now five races into the season. Give the 2019 rules package a leather grade. How about you, Brett? I'll go with a C. Um, I, I still think that, that pretty big tweaks need to be made to it. I, I don't see a ton of side-by-side racing. You know, I mean, I, I felt like, we were all caught up in this package creating drafts and runs down the straightaways to create more passing and for whatever reason i just haven't really seen that you know but again we run this package at night higher grip scenario i think it puts on a different product but here's the thing and i mean these guys know this the teams are only going to get better at this as it goes on so whatever you're seeing for a product on the track it's going to continue to trend that way plus some so if you want to change the trend you better be changing the rules um, I'm gonna go with an A. No, I'm uh, A plus plus. I, uh, I'm gonna go B. I think there still needs to be more done to it to create what they're trying to get to, which I don't really want. I don't want two by two, which lanes moving at California and stuff. But I do. I wouldn't mind seeing more runs where guys just maintain through the corners more. Like we need to be able to stay closer to each other to make passes, and we can't quite do that yet. I think speeds don't matter to me. We just need the cars closer together. Yeah, I'll agree. I'd see, you know, C-ish. It's just, it's not having a desired effect that they wanted, I don't think. And, you know, the, like you said, the guys now, like, it's nothing's really going to change from last year. The guys that can spend the money to find the small advantage are going to be the guys that are going to be real good. And you see the same groups now. You know, the, the ten fast guys that were fast last year, the top ten now. And the same guys, next five and the next five. So, I mean, it's it's... It's not having the desired effect, I think. Like, I might be able to stay a little closer to the pack, but I can't run any better than 22nd. You know what I mean? So, it's just, you know, if that's what they were going for, it's not working. I think when you look at our fans, they're extremely intelligent in knowing what they want and what they want to see produced. And then I think you look at some of the people in our sport that have a voice, and their voice is influenced by television income. Their voice is influenced by... MRN Radio, who is owned by ISC, who is owned by NASCAR. Like, don't try to sell our fans Kool-Aid. Let them tell them what you see. Be honest with them and let the fans form their own opinion because when you guys are coming at them with this, I hate to say jaded perspective, but you've got an agenda with some of the comments that you're making. It makes our fans mad. So let them them form their own opinion based on you saying facts and, and not saying all the right things sometimes because... I don't know, man. That little Kool-Aid guy. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, man, let's, uh, I don't know, shoot them straight. Do, do what we do on the show. Shoot everybody straight. We can't please everybody every week. No, but, and I feel like we're trying to get to the Talladega Daytonas everywhere we go. You can't do for, that. Yeah. I, I we shouldn't do that. No. I wouldn't mind seeing a guy get a run like I was talking about and, and, and have a shot at him, but... I don't need. I still want handling to come into a play at some point. You know, which guys able to hold a wide open or you know carry more speed. But somebody has really, really, really big kahunas. Like whoever said we're going to go down this path and we're going to go all in on it. Like whoever did that, and I don't know who it is, which is odd. You would think we would know who wanted to do this. You might not want anybody to know who it was. <laughs> They're hiding. <laughs> but, but, but but somebody said, this is the way, this is the direction, this is why. Let's try it at the All-Star Race. Okay, we loved it. Now let's try it at Kentucky in a few weeks. And team owners said, hold up. We can't be trying to build two different kinds of cars. We're all trying to race for this championship. NASCAR listens, and that was the right thing to do. 
And then this year it is somewhat of a science experiment because they're learning, we're learning. But I don't know who came up with this, but I'll say spot off because you went off on a big limb. I mean, when we went off and we did that car tomorrow thing with that big spoiler, mm. that didn't sit well. No. And as time went on and drivers were complaining about it, I mean, I'm assuming somebody at some point lost their job over that deal, right? Whoever made this decision to go down this path, hey, I, I applaud you, man, because you ain't scared. Yeah, hopefully we can keep tweaking it. Yeah. Clint Boyer snapped a 190-race winless streak last spring at Martinsville. We can all remember Brett's celebration. Who has... He can't. (laughs) (laughs) Had the Dutch flu. (laughs) Who has the best chance to break a winless streak this time around at the paperclip? You've got Larson with 49, Stenhouse 58, Johnson 62, Newman 71, and Menard 271. Freddie. I mean, I think the obvious answer is Jimmy Johnson, right? He's only got, was he won there about 37 times? <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, Newman, I think, could have a shot. I don't, Stanhouse, he struggles there quite a bit. Uh, Larson, he's had speed there, but I don't think he races very good. But I, I think you have to go Jimmy Johnson. I hate to agree with you, but I agree with you. I mean, Jimmy's got Kevin Mandering now. Those guys have shown some speed recently compared to where they started the year. So I think he and, he and uh, Jimmy and Kevin are going to keep clicking. Man, uh, you know, that Newman car, he wasn't fast yesterday, but he's had more speed this year than I probably expected That's, him I was to just have that. all year long. Uh, Menard, man, I'm a big fan of Paul Menard. I like the guy a lot. I, I watch these three Penske guys running in the top seven, and Paul back there floundering at 20th. Certainly don't think he's going to be a big factor at a place like this. Uh, Larson can win anywhere. I mean, you would think him and Ricky being short track guys, dirt guys, could win anywhere, but I, I'll go with Larson. Yeah, I was going to – I've seen some speed out of Kyle there. Kyle – just can't he hasn't been able to put it all together you know consistently yet and i i feel like martinsville he's been pretty good there if he can stay out of trouble i think he's uh i think he's he's my pick for that a guy like chris busher a guy like ryan priest in the right situation at a track like that they can make some noise i'm not saying they can go win the race priest is getting ready to this is going to be a wake-up call for priest because martinsville is not easy not your first time there no and and i think ryan will be pretty good at it uh, short track background, but these cars are way heavier than what he's probably really used to driving, and it's going to take some time. So, But I, I look for Martinsville to be a place where Ryan Priest gets pretty good at. Dell Jr.'s podcast, he's he, he's doing what I enjoyed about Ric Flair's podcast. He's getting older guys on. They're telling stories like Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat telling stories on Rick's broadcast was awesome. You get Dell Jr. telling stories with guys like Steve Park. Man, that's what I want to listen to out of content. But I would love to hear Dell Jr. give you a true evaluation of his first time at Marshville because mm-hmm. he literally hit every single thing there. <laughs> every wall, yeah. every competitor. I think he hit the pace car twice. <laughs> this guy was a wrecking ball. And then he obviously figured it out and came back to be one of his better tracks. But the TJ's point this place ain't easy man no it's not off the wall topic right up your guys's alley an intoxicated 20 year old in pennsylvania boarded a school bus hoping to be brought closer to the home and was dropped off at a high school and proceeded inside have you ever had too much to drink and ended up someplace that you didn't remember going to oh i don't know who to start with on this one for sure he's done this in key west (laughs) Oh, that hat, yeah, wow. <laughs> I know where I ended up there, the pizza place. And, uh, um, yeah, it's happened. Yeah, it's happened. Can we, yeah. can we all just give one-word answers? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And then, That's happened. I actually woke up one time, and they were in the middle of drawing that white chalk around me. <laughs> I think they thought I was done, man, but I came too, and I went back after it. I, had, I got, I got uh, sabotaged one time by Hirschman. Remember that in Texas? Right, yeah. We left the bar, and I might have been not sober and he said where are you staying i said trophy club and like half out of it i never gave him like an address where in trophy trophy club's a town town. yeah freddie said like like it's a hotel well yeah so next thing you know trophy club uber drops me off and i'm like where in the hell i'm on a golf course (laughs) does megan know about this yeah yeah. okay good all right we keep going (laughs) (laughs) um Uh, Maybe she doesn't, but she's fine. She'll get over it. This was years ago. So uh, Mm. I'm like, wow. So now I'm trying to break into the damn. Listen to me. It's cold. It's it's in the 20s, and he's in a (laughs) T-shirt. I'm trying to break into the pro shop so I can just get warm so I can call somebody. (laughs) It was was an ordeal. Uber couldn't get back in there to get him because he was ended up in a gated community. I was in a gated, uh, like, yeah, what do you want to call it? Country club. The Uber, I guess. I don't know. I have no idea. 
Hirschman's like, well, you told me Trophy Club. I'm like, so you just told the guy Trophy Club and got out of the car? Like, you didn't think to ask me, like, the name of the hotel or what address was? <laughs> My good buddy Hirschman, I've known him for a long time. At least time. you weren't at a school. At least you were at a closed-down pro yeah. shop. Yeah. 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 yeah good I thing. mean, yeah, I'm not bringing it up. So <laughs> I'm close. Casey oh, Hames. Casey man. Boat. Casey Hames Boat. Motorboat. Boat. <laughs> Tell us. How, yeah. how many times this happened to you? Tell us. Oh. Give us one. It's been a while. I don't care when it yeah, was. Yeah, we come on. We didn't ask when it was. I don't remember. I didn't. No f- that's that's the point. Point. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to be asked this question. You read it. Uh, this would have happened to me at your wedding if Megan wasn't there. It's your father-in-law. <laughs> yeah, Billy. <laughs> When's the last you didn't get crazy in Nashville or whatever? Uh, well, maybe slightly. We, but I had people around me to make sure I got back to the right house hmm. um wedding I had a getaway car so that helped knowing where we were going what about like seven years ago college yes yes um so when guys are drinking guys are super annoying in the bathroom and and they actually walk up behind each other behind their buddies <laughs> and they push you in the back while you're attempting to use the restroom. So that it, sounds kind of familiar. Chili bowl. It, it can cause multiple things to go wrong. So yeah. Freddie is walking down the line at the chili bowl, pushing all these people <laughs> that he knows. How many times are we going to tell this story on this show? We're, well, we got a lot of new new listeners. <laughs> yeah. So Freddie proceeds to push this guy that's about the size of Casey Kane, and that dude is holding a 44 ounce beer. And he immediately was, turns around. I think it was and throws the entire beer on Freddie. Oh, nice. I thought I think it was bigger than that. So you, you're pushing guys, you push, push. Well, I pushed Brett, and that guy laughed, so I pushed him, too, and he got real mad. <laughs> Freddie's going down <laughs> Freddie's going down the list of guys here. Push you, push yeah. you. Nice watch. Push you, push Freddy, you. <laughs> Freddie was our statue at Chad's, uh, uh, Chad's trailer at Chili Bowl because he couldn't move. We just put him in the trailer. <laughs> In the middle of the aisle. Stenhouse saw it. We were all all crying. I mean, it was the funniest thing. Freddie's like, I mean, what what am I going to do? I said, you're going to stay in here. I'm going to go get you a new shirt. So I go get a Chad Boat shirt. Guess what size it was, TJ? (laughs) Medium. Medium. Yep. (laughs) Only Chad Boat shirt. I had my gut out that night, too. Just like I'm going to get a minute. He looked like some nasty chick at Myrtle Beach with a shirt too little with her belly all hanging out. Oh, Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, we need to hurry up here. We got some stuff to do. Yeah. Cool. Uh ask DBC. First question. Jay Cooper 770 asks, you'd never see Bryce Hopper Harper willingly play. <laughs> <laughs> you'd never see Bryce Harper willingly play in the triple A. And you'd never see LeBron play in the D League. So why does Kyle deem it necessary to keep racing in Xfinity uh, and truck? Same reason I run the score up in Madden. Stat pen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Padding stats. But he's done after 100, I, right? So next year he'll he be says done. He he is. Ah, uh, whatever. He's I at like 94, 95. I think it's cool that Kyle likes to race um, yeah. anything almost. But if you're going to do this... Why doesn't Kyle go get in like a modified or try some other stuff too? You used to see guys do that more. He ran a modified New Smyrna and he was not good. He, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like it, uh, to me, I'm not. When I he, get so I, answer, I actually answered this guy on Twitter because well, you know I seen it when that day I was like I think it was Saturday, and I just said you know you, I get I bet you a lot of money that if somebody paid Bryce Harper some money to go play AAA games. He'd it's, be there. It's sponsored. So, so, you know, yeah. it, it, so like Kyle, for one, is a racer. He wants to be on the racetrack racing. Two, he's got sponsors paying a lot of money to put their name on the car because they want to be associated with Kyle Busch. So, well, I mean, he's making money on the deal. He gets to win, win races. I mean, who wouldn't want to win races? Kyle doesn't get in anything that's not an A-plus equipment. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. not an idiot. Think, think about a brand. You obviously want the most exposure as possible. So you're going to put your name on a car that will likely end up in victory lane. And if not... You're going to have the most exposure during the TV broadcast because they're showing him so much. I don't think, no matter what the amount is, if you say, hey, Kyle, drive this, uh, you know, whatever Xfinity car, if he looks at it and knows where it's normally run, he's not getting in it. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't. Would you go on the racetrack if you didn't need to win? I mean, for enough if, money, I probably would. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> I, I think the positives of this are like the IK9 deal, right? Yeah. Without Kyle, there's probably nothing for Jeffrey Earnhardt. You know what I mean? I think he, uh, I think he does some things there on the sponsorship side. Now that NASCAR has limited how many races he can run, because let's face it, man, Kyle is the the winningest driver in the Xfinity series, winningest driver in the Truck series. So as Gibbs is out there pitching these deals, and 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 it's with a Jeffrey Earnhardt, and they go, well, "What about Kyle Busch?" 
and the guy goes, well, you can do two Kyle races. I'm in. Bam. So yeah. I do think there are some positives. And two, I mean, man, we're, we're a sponsorship-driven sport, people. So if we have sponsors, we race. If somebody come to Brad Kozlowski right now and said, hey, here's $200,000. Will you run Martinsville this weekend in a truck? Guess what Brad Kozlowski is going to do? He's going to buckle in and go run a truck. So, like, you, you guys have to realize this isn't Kyle Busch's fault. It's opportunity. It's sponsored. And he's obviously making the most out of it. I will easily drive a truck for two hundred thousand this weekend. Yeah, if I will drive a truck for two thousand this weekend. If you can swing <laughs> that, I'll get into forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Freddie. Last time you said you'd do something, it didn't work out. Hey, it's all right. you know what I'm saying though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if these sponsors are coming and knocking on the doors, or they're out their sales team, or is there's that... definitely a sales point to it as well. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't you? Why I'd do you want... think Dale Jr.'s yeah. car was a number one revenue car for all those years? He was a Hendrick. It's because of his brand. It's because of his image. It's because of his performance. And those people were paying a very, very, very expensive dollar to be able to sponsor Dell Jr. And guess what? His car was sold out. Yeah. So when you look at these guys, don't put it on the guys. It's, it's not the driver's fault that he's out there racing. He's going to race when he has a, a sponsor and it's coupled with an opportunity to I win. I mean, every after yeah. every race, sponsors such as Xfinity, IK9, they have numbers. They'll get from Repucon Nielsen, it'll tell them the number of times somebody said or showed Xfinity or IK9. Yeah. And that is where your I ROI where your is. is. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot more to it. It's. I mean, you think Dell Jr. is coming back to run Richmond? Because. Darlington. 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 <laughs> sorry. He used to run Richmond. You think he's coming back to run Darlington because he doesn't have a sponsor and he just wants to go race? No. He's got a sponsor. He's got a track he thinks he can run well at. He's going to go have fun. He's going to do it. I mean, yep. that's not on that's not Dale Jr.'s fault or problem. That's an opportunity that was created that he's saying, yes, I'll do that. Same for Elliot at Richmond and, and coming back at Vegas. Like, Elliot doesn't have to come back and run those races. He wants to. So when you look at these guys that are doing this, Austin Dillon was in the 10 car for college, got the best finish they've ever had in company history, finished fourth at Vegas. Austin Dillon is doing that because he wants to. There's a sponsor. Like, that's how that's how the sport works. I don't know if you guys know that. True. P. Schmitz. Schmitz. Schmitz, 1988. As a spotter, do you do anything different if you have a driver be replaced? Has this happened for any of you in the past? It's happened to me. Elliot got uh, – first of all, Elliot's a real picky eater. When I say real picky – real real picky so he's got this whole routine of basically what he eats on the weekend and it's very bland foods and it's chicken so we have a sponsored dinner we get to this mexican restaurant uh -oh. a very high-end mexican restaurant and they were serving like uh what's that 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 rocky mountain oysters they had a very exotic mexican menu well elliot couldn't really find anything he wanted to eat so he goes with some kind of steak and some kind of side and at 3 in the morning, he starts throwing up, gets really sick. He's racing at the time for Joe Gibbs in the 11 car. Clint was racing for Michael Waltrip Racing in the 15 cup car. And Elliot gets food poisoning and literally could not stand up. And so he goes to the care center, gets IVs, still can't stand up. Hey, I'm not driving this whole thing. There's no way I can do it. So they basically make a concession and say, Clint, we'll get in Elliot's car when Elliot gets an opportunity to get out. And Elliot's like, I'm running two laps and getting out. I'm too sick to deal with this. So Clint says... The only way I'm not getting in this car is if Elliot pukes. If he pukes, I'm out. You got to find somebody else. Well, there wasn't anybody else, so I don't know what we're going to do if Elliot puked. But <laughs> fortunately, we got an early race caution and Clint got in. So for me, I was already spotting for both those guys. It was easy. But, I mean, a guy like yesterday, you know, that Cole Custer thing, Andy never worked with Cole, so that would have been a different play. Yeah, I don't – as a spotter, you can't really change your the way you spot too much. The driver either likes your style or doesn't like your style most of the time. You adjust a little bit, but um, – I think most of the time drivers are looking forward. They look, I mean, I think they look forward to hearing another spotter sometimes. You can measure and you can find out if your guy's good or not good or thinks he can do better. Yeah, I mean, sure. That's the way it is. Craig Chavalier asks Has anything ever fallen out of the spotter's stand and gone into the crowd? And what's a must-do around Martinsville? That's two questions. Go to the Dutch. Yeah, the Dutch, obviously. <laughs> um, you know, we haven't had any instances for – it had been, like, maybe one thing a year, like somebody dropped their fan vision off the rail or something. But there, Don't sit under the spotter stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there for, like, last year, I swear, like three weeks straight, something went down. It was like, come on, man. Well, this, yeah. It takes years for this many instances to happen, and it was all in like three weeks. Start. I had a sandwich gate, didn't it, Freddie? Sandwich gate, then, oh, yeah, then a fan vision, the then sub. another fan vision, yeah. then a 
some kind of bracket. I had yeah. a heart attack in Daytona this year. I, I, my, the cover of my fan vision fell off, like the, you know, the thing that slides on the, the yep. mount. And my fan vision fell over the railing at Daytona, but it's got that other railing with all the lights are mounted to it, and it sat like teetering on the <laughs> edge. And I'm like, slow motion heart attack, ran down as fast as I couldn't grab it. Jeez. I, so. I dropped my keys off the roof at Homestead. <laughs> I literally had them in my hand oh, with something slid else. down the thing. Remember that? Yeah. And I was going to sit something down, and my keys slipped out of my hand, and there's about a 100-foot metal roof that they slid down. I was going, oh, no, hold on. Oh, they're gone. So then you don't know what row they're in. Like You're you know, lucky they slid. Abs- Imagine if they went halfway and stopped. Stopped. Yeah. I'd have, <laughs> man, we'd have been up there engineering something to get my keys back. Uh, but, but I mean, holding Freddie by the feet. The, 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 <laughs> I don't, I probably shouldn't even tell this story, but the worst one I've ever seen is we had a guy on the roof named Chicago and he had the IQ of that phone holder right there <laughs> and bless his heart. The wind was blowing about 80 miles an hour. Is that the guy that smacked this you? Is, this and is he yeah, was in a, buddy. Yeah, That's and, the guy that smacked him. And, yeah. And he was in a chair <laughs> in like one of those really light plastic chairs. And when he stood up, guess what the chair did? Whew. Blew right into the stands. I was oh, like, Ooh. this is also the guy that when we get the question, is there any ever fights on the spotter stand? He's every is, one of them. This is also the guy that Brett got in a little slapping contest with. <sighs> yeah, uh, well, with me. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. All right. Anything we're going to rant about today? That's oh, wait. Yeah. I mean, we can uh, are we, how is, uh, how's Brett active going to be this week? <laughs> I, I only ran 10 laps. I bet it's still good. I I was pissed off during qualifying, so I don't have anything else to rant about because when I ran and I obeyed the rules and the rules didn't get enforced, I was very upset. We had a brand new official on the roof Ooh, with us. He had a bad day. And I don't know why <laughs> you would send an no, official up there that's never been up there without some support, right? So we're used to a Sacco, a Jason Brownlow, Shannon, the guys and girls that we yeah. see every single weekend who knows what's going on. So uh, this official and I, I'm not going to give any specific examples of how the conversation went. Um, but, but what do you mean? I know but, we can tell you how that went. <laughs> but he and I didn't. He, <laughs> I was upset. My blood pressure went up. So I didn't. I get it that there was a timing, you know, error. Like something happened. Timing that things happen. I get that. But the other stuff that went down what could have been corrected at the time it was all happening, and could have been enforced at that time. Yeah. You know, I get it. It sucks for you. But if they're like, hey, we don't. We don't have a... Yeah, we screwed up. We don't... They uh, didn't the, tell us nothing. The system messed up. I don't have your time. We have no choice but to accept these. Otherwise, we're going to sit here for 20 minutes while we figure this out. I get that. So, but the other stuff, you know, roll the 14. Move the 14 out of the middle. Do, 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 do. I'm just going to sit here. You know, I'm not saying you were boxed in, but yeah. enforce no, I this. Yeah. I mean, do it. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, when you talk about the, the times, they never even came over the radio and said... Times are official on the on the on the scoring pile on. We're going yeah. to round two. All we did yeah. was just called it off. Like I'm sitting up there, you we know, don't know who's counting, who's not counting. It was confusing. Before they would come on there and say, "Hey guys, just so you know, we would go back to the last session." I've heard them say that before, maybe last year, or the year before, where they said, "Hey, you know, we go back to the last session if we nobody gets a time here." So also, you know, just the sitting in the middle, the people pulling up onto the track to pass when there's clearly a blend line. Oh, no, the, the blend line didn't count. Who was no. it, Kyle Busch? There was two or three. Yeah. There's no, more, there's maybe it wasn't Kyle. Somebody went up there. I think it was the I think Herm told me they got forced over the over the line, like leaving pit road. <laughs> it was a mess. Yeah. We got to fix that. Like yeah. I said, that can't be our storyline going into Sunday is what a debacle Friday I like group qualifying, is. but I want – we just need to have some sort – you got to make us go. Yeah, but that first guy can't be at a disadvantage. Still and, not fair. Yeah, it, unless they say, "Okay, TJ, you're first every week. You're hot. You got the most wins." I'll tell you this: if you tell me I'm going to be way better at getting my guy across the line, I'm not going to take the chance. You know what I mean? Like if if I know I'm going to, if I know I'm going to be at the back end of that 24 or back end of the 24, and they're going to move people up in front of me, if I don't get a lap in, I'm going to be fourth, fifth before I'm 23rd. Well, continuation of spot on, spot off with that rant. <laughs> what are your DVC picks for Martinsville? Three to one Damn, should be man. four to zero. That last lap of Phoenix kill me. Yeah, this. You know, you're swinging for the fence a lot of these, so I'm gonna have to start picking it up here. Where are we going? Martinsville. Martinsville. Oh, Jesus. Martinsville. I should have asked for picks before the show started. So yeah. Ready. Well, I, I'm scratching my head here because I'm thinking I'm picking winners and they're just not winning. So <laughs> I'll uh, I'll roll with Danny. Danny Hamlin. I'll take Kyle Busch. Brett Yardy is Kyle Busch. (laughs) (laughs) 
like Good Kyle. Good Tell I, me that. I like Jason. I knew I had Kyle coming into this thing. Back on TJ. Well, then I want side. Denny. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Then I want a Denny. I'll do uh, Clint Boyer. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually probably a pretty good pick. I'll take a win party. Be fun. Oh, best driver at the track for fantasy tips. Uh, I mean, we have picked them. just heard the two of them. <laughs> yep. So those, what about surprise drivers? So my surprise driver would be Chris Busher. AJ Allmendinger. He's not in oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> he was good there, though. I would say Chris Busher. Um, he seems to find his way around there. Eric Almirola would be good there. Uh, the normal Clint will be good. Brad will be good. Joey will be good. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like um, David think, Reagan does a really good job at short tracks. Like I would not be afraid Bristol. to pick Ryan Newman this week as a sleeper. All yeah. right. Movie review. Yes, to lead into the dance Freddie's going to do for us, I'm going to give the movie review of what The Goonies. Dance? I don't know. Who's, somebody's dancing? Yep. So I watched The Goonies, a 1985 adventure and comedy film that follows the quest of brothers Mikey and Brandon and their friend Chunk, Mouth, Andy, Steph, <laughs> John. and Dana. The Goonies, as they follow Treasure Map looking for One-Eyed Willie's hidden fortune. You can't say that. They follow the map into a cave where they must navigate treacherous cavern while being chased by the dangerous Fratelli family. Um, my favorite scene besides, of course, the truffle shuffle that Chunk performed was when Mouth is translating Spanish for the new housekeeper and distorts some messages saying, like, separate the drugs into different drawers or the attic is filled with sexual torture devices. And if she does a poor job, she'll be locked in a closet with cockroaches. So it was pretty funny. I liked it. You know what was the cool part of that movie? Is the hot girl that was dating the older brother actually kissed the younger kissed brother. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, yeah, oh. why don't you get braces? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> Kids on his tippy toes, too. <laughs> <laughs> Did we pick another movie? Oh, yeah. What's my next movie? Oh, what's the good one? Are we going like all 80s stuff here or what? Like, I mean, we kind of have to. Something like. Uh, or 90s be good. Like The Wraith. Something the like that. Wraith. <laughs> we're going to Texas. So we need a good, like, urban cowboy. We're, we're going oh, to Martinsville. We're going to Martinsville. So. <laughs> when we go to Texas. <laughs> He is messed up, man. We're going to Texas. We just picked the Martinsville. He isn't even thinking straight man, right now. Man, I didn't get any sleep last night. I'm tired. Martinsville. Is there so, any good Virginia-based movies? Um, Nope. Oh, the Hills Have Eyes. I don't know. That's oh, that's creepy Virginia one. is for lovers. Yeah, so, but that's not a movie, I don't think. <laughs> just um, a saying. He just wanted to say I it. I think next week definitely probably needs to be like Urban Cowboy or something for sure. Yeah, or, Urban Cowboy. Um, What's that John, movie with George Strait? Johnny Be Good. That's a good one. What was that, that George Strait movie? Prime? Country Prime or Prime Country? That was I Tim McGraw. Uh, so I think... Did you like that movie you watched last night? The Bradley Cooper movie? Man, it's no. It's, unexpected. Don't ruin it. Unexpected ending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. It, uh, so it just wasn't graphic enough. They had all this dramatic stuff ha- happen, and like they just didn't cover it well. Like for me, when a guy commits suicide, that spoiler alert. Seriously? <laughs> like, I want to see how he did it. Oh, and then man. I want to see the media cover how he did it. They left off a lot of really cool storylines in that movie. So for all you guys that have seen it, it's about a six. When Lady Gaga came out and sang for the first time, though, or whatever her name was, Allie, I ain't going to lie to you. I was sitting on a plane. I got chilled. <laughs> what about she um, killed it? Now for a movie for Jason, what about like a like a Howard the Duck or something? Like Howard the Duck. How about <laughs> uh, how about uh, Dirty Dancing or Old Golden Pond? I was just about Pond. to say Dirty Dancing. Really? Or dirty Sixteen dancing? Candles? Uh, can oh, we get off uh, the Sixteen Candles? Please? <laughs> Old Sixteen Golden Candles Pond. is pretty. Uh, <laughs> six, it's Dirty Dancing then, Jason. Dirty Dancing. Done. He's good. He'll sleep through Golden. Uh, Listen Golden to Pond. me. Get a chick and watch it with a chick. No, Dude, don't watch learn, it by yourself. Actually, and then learn the dance. Pop, it's going to be a quiz. You need to learn the dance and do it next week. The definition of you don't stand up. The definition of weird either. would be you watching Jason. Dirty Dancing by yourself. You can do it in the pool. You can do it in the pool. If you watch you Dirty pool. Dancing by yourself, don't come in next week. <laughs> yeah, quit. Hey, quit. nobody, nobody puts Jason in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> now I have yeah. time of my life. He's trying to get this way before. He's trying to get us yes, off this topic. We should have brought alcohol it's for this. It's the truth, and I owe it all to you. You sound just like him. I mean, I love that movie. Freddie's looking it up so he knows what kind of dance So while we're waiting, you know, you can always just think about what you guys want to get me for my birthday. She must know something's getting really good down here. 
just FaceTime her. So. Are, you, are you looking up your dance? No, no, I got my dance. Oh, have you practiced? Have you no, practiced? No, I oh, You did. No. <laughs> How do you practice? <laughs> he's you've done it. He's just he's trained by watching. Can film. I FaceTime Megan? Can you FaceTime? You no, absolutely have done this in the mirror at home. She's working. I'm I pretty sure so. she'll see the video. Right. Ooh, ooh. So TJ, you cueing this up? Well, are we, am I just getting uh, up and doing the trouble shuffle on the slump over there? Or? I, I, yeah, I'm fine with that. Am I doing it right here? Do you want to do it right here? I've already called no, that. No, I already somebody, called that. Somebody actually tweeted I me that two weeks ago. No, 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 we ain't writing <laughs> in my stomach. What? <laughs> nope. That was part of the deal. Nope. We're gonna write we everyone that retweeted it on their stomach. Wait, nope. we could put a sign. What's Sharpie? What's the? We're not putting anything on my stomach. <laughs> Let's do it's it. Bad enough. Am I doing it right here? Am I doing it on that stump over there? I think we, you should do it on a stump. I think we should bring the stump I mean, right over here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bring the stump over here. Are we are we to sit in these chairs and watch this? I, I don't really want to be eye, but eye level yeah. with this belly button. Hey, make sure you're filming this. Move his chair, Casey, because this thing yeah. falls through. It's going to be funnier than the truffle shuffle. How many seconds? Yeah, is this? it's got to go. We need a timer. How long's Chunk do it? About six, seven, about seven seconds. Yeah. Sure. Seven seconds. Um, yeah, it's at least a seven. It's about five, seven seconds. Just so you know, I've been doing crunches and working on my abs. <laughs> so we can tell. If, if it looks good. Should we invite That's the whole shop is. to come to the window and watch? This should have been a JRM 360. Hey, actually, can you get some of the guys to come over to the window and watch this? I think I Noah's right Noah. in there. You can always ask him. Noah! I can't hear you. We're in a soundproof room. Here we go. Oh, hang on, hang on. I hey, got to get slow motion. Slow motion. Slow motion. Here we go. Three, two, one. Here we go. <laughs> what was that on your belly? What did that say? <laughs> That's the worst six pack ever. Noah just kept a straight face the whole time and just walked away. <laughs> Noah Gregson's here. Uh, Noah, what did you think about what you just witnessed through the window? I mean,. Normally, they're doing six-packs for winning the most polls a year, you know, like the Coors Light six-pack for the most polls. You got, man, you won eight polls this year, I see. Listen to it. Just listen to the sound. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.